Looking at a newspaper article in front of me here from the Irish Independent on Monday, it says people with sight loss should have access to the same rights, choices and opportunities as all. There are the words, the thoughts of Falta Ireland CEO uh, Paul Kelly, Wexford man, who joins me now. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Alan. So, Paul, we, we may get a chance just to get a, a, a quick chat at the end of this conversation about uh, the tourism in Wexford, etc. But this is the big talking point with you this morning. You're very strong on this issue and you are the new chair of the National Council for the Blind. So, in, in what is a hectic, busy time for you, why have you taken on this role? Yeah, um, look, it's, I, I joined the board of the National Council of the Blind in Ireland um, uh, just about a year or so ago on a voluntary um, executive, uh, non-executive basis and uh, they've uh, very um, graciously asked me to take on the role as chair, which I'll be taking on from next week. And uh, so it's a real honour and a privilege. I have a visual impairment myself. I was born with ocular albinism, which basically means I'm, I'm extremely short-sighted and it can't be addressed with, with uh, lenses or glasses or surgery or anything. So I've kind of I've, I've struggled with this visual impairment myself uh, through my life. Uh, so it's a real opportunity and an honour to be asked to, uh, to chair this board to help what is a great organisation, really dedicated uh, team of about 400 staff throughout the country, uh, who are working to support people with visual impairment and uh, and blindness uh, right around the country. So um, it's it's an area that uh, you know we have um, nationally. There's there's about um, I think there's about eighteen thousand people who've got visual impairment or, or, or full sight loss. Yeah. Uh, the National Council of Blind work with about seven and a half thousand of them. Uh, about six hundred of those are that the uh, NCBI work with are, are in Wexford. Um, and uh, they range from everything from you know young children right up to, to, to very elderly people, just trying to support those as, as well as possible. You talk uh, honestly and openly in the article that's penned by Arlene Harris in the Irish Independent, where you say, when you went to university, you spent time taking notes from the person next to you as you couldn't see what was going on. So, I mean, within it, you, you didn't let it uh, hold you back. If anything, it possibly drove you on. But, I mean, it must have been very, very tough for you during your third level and indeed your second level education days to try and keep uh, uh, tabs on everything and tracking everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to kind of... I, I'm, I'm very lucky in that the amount of residual vision that I have is an awful lot more than, than an awful lot of people with... Um, uh, with with ocular albinism have so uh, you know I can I can't see well enough to drive unfortunately but I can see well enough to cycle which which is 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 great uh, I can um, you know I can read most things if I get close enough to them uh, and uh, yeah but but you know and so you know it was it was it was challenging but you just kind of it was, it was how life was for me so I just kind of got on with it. And, and thankfully, I had great, great support. Uh, it was true. I had the same through secondary school. I, I'd have been lost without my, without my, without my pal Niall O'Brien uh, from uh, from Kilmore, who uh, who sat beside me through most of secondary school, and I copied everything down from his book because I couldn't see what was on the blackboard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and I had patient teachers who, who who worked and supported me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, t- thankfully, now um, technology has moved on massively, yes. and. You know, people now who have what what I had, they can you know, they can open up their their their, their laptops, their iPads, put little cameras on them, and put those cameras on on the whiteboards, etc., and and see what's going on. So, technology is a massive 
trans- transformational tool for, uh, for, for people with, uh, with vision impairment. Right. When you talk about technology, I mean, I suppose anyone who has never had eye problems, when something happens, like I, I got these floaters over my left eye only a couple of weeks ago, and when I went to get them the, the, the checked out, I couldn't believe the developments in modern technology, and they're able to put your mind at ease straight away, aren't they? Really big, uh, major developments there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, technology, both, both in terms of for uh, for, for treating people um, with uh, with, with with, with any kind of issue with their eyes, but also for supporting uh, people who have got uh, who have got vision impairment. You know, technology is 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 really moving on at a pace uh, for uh, in both those areas, and it's about trying to make sure that that is available to as many people as possible and is accessible to as many people as as, as possible. The NCBI have a have a technology support line, and you know, get, getting all sorts of calls so people are. Who are trying to use screen readers and stuff to, to help, and they'd, they'd be struggling with instructions of you know to, to pair your headphones with your screen, press the blue button, and they have no idea which button is the blue button, so they have to call into us and, uh, in the NCBI and get support and help with that. And that's the sort of thing uh, right. that uh, that the NCBI is to help people to access those tools and technology that that, that, that are there. So what have you identified then as um, improvements that you like to see further developments? Yeah, I suppose that the um, when we look at international league tables, uh, Ireland is very much a laggard in terms of the participation rates of people with sight loss and, and, and other severe visual impairments in third level education and in the workforce. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, people are with, with 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 severe visual impairments or sight loss are just you know are are not getting the required support. To, um, uh, to 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 keep up in class uh, at, at you know at, at primary level, at post primary level, at tertiary level, etc. And they're they're and that means that they're kind of falling out of the of, of the system and they're not getting the full opportunities to participate and contribute as much as they absolutely can contribute uh, um, uh, to um, to society, etc. And as a result, are not having the quality of lives themselves. So, yeah. you know, we are well behind international best practice in this area. And this is something that, you know, I'd be very passionate about, you know, how can we work to further uh, to further increase those participation rates and make sure that, that people with vision impairment and sight loss can have as full a life as possible, but also contribute as much as, as we know they can contribute to society. Right, you, you have been quoted as saying, like what you've just said to me there, you, you want to build on the excellent work of Paul Ledwidge, uh, the board and the dedicated staff of the NCBI, but also you carry another in- incredibly important role as CEO of Fall to Ireland. I, you know me, I'm not going to lose the opportunity when I have you on air to ask you about the tourism and, of course, uh, your own and my own native county, Wexford. How are we doing? Yeah, but, uh, it's, a, it's a very strong season in, 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 in tourism uh, and... Um, you know, so uh, the, the, the feedback from the industry uh, all around the country, including the Wexford, is generally is very is very strong. Uh, it's been a good start to the year, um, and uh, you know, in terms of so, I think that the uh, and, and the, the projections through the summer are uh, are, are very good. Uh, hopefully, we can get more of that weather that we got in June uh, uh, before the end of the summer. Uh, it won't won't do us any harm either. But um, but look, I mean, no, no, it's it's a, it's a strong season we have. Really good international um, uh, visitor return this year. Our uh, air access capacity into the country is actually ahead of what it was back before COVID in 2019, um, and uh, and that's great. We're having particularly strong 
um, uh, visitors from North America. The um, uh, obviously the euro to dollar exchange rate helps us a lot there. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of Americans uh, in in Ireland at the moment, and that's looking to stay the case throughout the rest of the season. Um, so no, overall, uh, overall it's look, look, looking very good, um, and uh, you know, and, and lots of the developments. And I was down recently in uh, in New Ross, uh, opening up the. Um, uh, the new destination town scheme that, that we have there, where you know, there's really and, and working with uh, with the team in Wexford County Council, um, and, and been a, a, a tremendous transformation yeah. of, um, of 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 the town in New Ross, and there's work going on all around the county right. um, uh, to continue to develop the uh, the tourism offering. Right, and uh, after this commercial break, we're going to focus in on ours to protect the word sustainability, and today we're going to focus in on Rosslare. Your report, you must be watching developments there with the recent announcement from Stena, the increased uh, uh, f- uh, foot passenger uh, uh, arrival, etc. This must be very heartening to you, and now the potential for new hotels in County Wexford as well. So there are really positive green shoots out there, Paul. Need to capitalise on them, don't we, really? Yeah, absolutely. And look, Wexford has that has that added boon of um, of, of the, the significant increase post Brexit of uh, of ferry traffic in and out of Rosslare, um, and uh, and that had, that of course carries uh, significant capacity for foot passengers in addition to uh, to all the all the cargo that needs to be shipped in and out. So uh, you know, and that is and that that business is 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 just growing stronger and stronger. So and. and you know, um, a great job being done by everyone down in Rosslare Europort to continue to, uh, to to support that business and deliver that business, and that creates potential, great potential. And and all of us were working together with Wexford Local Authority and all the industry in Wexford to try and make sure that those people don't just uh, don't just drive straight through County Wexford on their way on their way uh, on their way further further west or further north that they actually stop and spend some time and spend some money uh, in Wexford and the Wexford gets the benefit of that and, uh, uh, and and I think you know that continued development you know m- more, more hotels the development around in Wexford town around Monk Street is another great example uh, of um, of how we're improving the destination yeah. uh, of, of Wexford and making it a more attractive uh, more attractive place to, uh, uh, to, to to spend time and spend money for visitors uh, and that seems to be going very well Thank you, Paul, and good luck to you as uh, CEO of Football's Fall to Ireland and now, of course, as the newly appointed chair of the National Council for the Blind, uh, Wexford man uh, Paul Kelly.